Hello, welcome to Raw Japan episode 127. This is Brandon Chin broadcasting from Itoshima, Fukuoka, and today, today, we're going to talk about speaking native Japanese in Japan. So, I've been learning Japanese for six years now. I've lived four of those years here, and I am conversationally fluent, but I'm looking to become native like. Or achieve native like fluency. So, what that means to me is basically closing your eyes, you hear me speak, and you think I'm a Japanese person. And, you know, I think for now my accent is pretty good and I can have decent conversations.、Uh, sometimes I make mistakes with the grammar and don't know the right wording for some situations, but for any, most situations I can jump in and handle myself.、Uh, But you know, native like fluency is like, is, includes literacy too. So I would be able to pick up anything, any book, and read it and grasp what I'm reading. But、uh, not there yet, working on it. And what I use right now, I had a, did a previous episode on this called Satori Reader. You can go back and listen to that. It's a really good app that I've been using、uh, consistently, and you know, it gives you articles. Audio versions of the articles as well as text. You can click each word and grammar structure, see the definition, and you know, human written explanations. So, not just robotic stuff, but you can tell a person wrote this and there's a good team behind it. They made another app called Human Japanese that was pretty popular. And you know, once you find words in the articles that you read, you can save them for later to study them in an SRS style, such as Anki, which is space repetition. And、um, you know, it's useful. But I think the most important thing is you need to be around people and you need to be consistently Making mistakes, talking about harder things, things you don't know about, and just consistently having conversations where you connect with people rather than just rather than it just being transactional. So, I used to go to a lot of language exchanges, and they're very helpful to get the spark going, especially when you don't have a lot of exposure around you. But it can become quite cumbersome because you, you're always meeting new people, you're always talking about the same stuff. And、uh, it, can, it can actually deter your progress because you kind of weaken your motivation for learning. You're like, what is the point if I'm just going to keep introducing myself? I'm never going further. But of course, that depends on your prerogative. If you go to these language exchanges and expect to, or go with the purpose of leaving with a few friends or people you decide to take the relationship further with. Whether that be a love interest or just completely、uh, platonic. Platonic. I always mess that shit up. <laughs> But、um, yeah, regardless, it depends on what you, your goal is. And my goal, obviously, is to live here permanently, which means permanent residency. It's basically the next best thing besides、uh, changing my nationality from the US. To Japan, and I don't plan on doing that. So I get all the benefits of being a citizen except for voting, and I don't think I get jailed. Maybe I, if 
if I make if I commit a crime, I don't think I become in prison. Maybe I get uh, uh, deported or extradited. Uh, but anyway, um, since I plan on being a long-time resident here, and I always tell people I plan on dying in Japan, then the language is necessary. I'm not like some of the other foreigners here that decide to live in an English bubble and stick just with foreigners, and that's what they want to do. That's fine. But for me, I want to be able to live in Japan, which to me means connecting with Japanese people uh, on a daily basis and actually learning more about the culture on a daily basis. That's most of why I decided to come here is because it's challenging, it's fulfilling. I'm always uh, being pushed outside of my comfort zone. And, you know, they say growth happens on the edge of your comfort zone, right? If it's too uncomfortable, which it was in the beginning, it can be overwhelming. But luckily I was in a, you know, doing that farm stay experience called Woof that I spoke about on many previous episodes. And it provided a, uh, don't like really to use this, but safe space. I mean, a place where you can make mistakes without too much judgment, yeah? And... Uh, yeah, the reason I don't like safe space is because people can take it to an extreme, which means you uh, are trying to shield yourself from life's troubles and problems by creating a echo chamber of only the good things, the things that that are safe for you, which is not, I don't think, the, the, the authentic definition of a safe space, but it when you say that, that's what comes to mind because it's become extreme uh, in some places in the world. But yes, a safe space where you can make mistakes uh, is probably important in the beginning when you're learning a language so you don't get too overwhelmed and give up. And you know, I had that. And so although I was drowning, I was drowning in a pool. I wasn't drowning in the ocean, if you know what I mean. I was, uh, literally, I didn't know anything when I came. All I know was, all I knew was arigato, which is thank you. And basically, when I was taking karate for eight years, when I was uh, in my youth, uh, I, we had to recite this creed where we spoke, basically the principles that we lived by. And... When I got to a certain level, I think it was like when I was a brown belt, I had to, it took me eight years to get a black belt, by the way. And uh, when I was a brown belt, I, we had to start speaking in Japanese, like reciting in Japanese, but I could never get it. And, you know, it was written in uh, the alphabet, or what you say in Japan is romaji, romaji, which is just the alphabet. And it's often said that that, kind of messes up your pronunciation of Japanese. So you should start with the Japanese alphabet, hiragana and katakana. And then you move on to kanji. But, you know, people have different ways of doing their thing. I think the most important thing is just immersion, constantly putting yourself in situations where you have to speak Japanese. That's the best thing for me. That's the, be that's the thing that helped me. 
And now I see I've come to a plateau where it's like I'm intermediately, because uh, conversation fluent I consider intermediate, and then expert would be native-like. And to get there, I need to really push myself outside of my boundaries, which is like probably go into a situation where I have to express my opinion on a difficult topic without being casual, like have a structured argument, logical argument and debate. So I, I got to find, uh, there's probably, I think there's some clubs out here where you can um, discuss history and culture. And I've actually written down some numbers the other day. I got to find that paper. I don't know where that paper went. Uh, yeah. And yeah, this weekend, tomorrow, actually, I'm going to Shanghai for a few days and watch my brother. My little brother is a performer out in New York. He's a dancer and he's currently on a musical that is uh, out in Shanghai and it's his first international event or performance and I'm excited to go and support him and show my love and learn too because you know dance is another art form that you can uh, get some writing juices from so lots of stuff to do and I'll, of course just to go see my brother because I love him so uh, we're close okay Yep, that's about Japanese. If you want to uh, become fluent in Japanese, I recommend surrounding yourself with Japanese uh, media and people. And if you do not plan on coming to Japan, there's another way. You can, all, of course, there's a lot of online courses and stuff like that, but I say you remember more when you read for example, things that are printed, like a print book. I think, for me at least, my experience, reading a print book, I have a more intimate experience with the work rather than an ebook. Of course, ebooks are very useful and practical and convenient, but I have a more intimate experience with the print book. So I'm considering, I spoke about this uh, mailing my books out to you. And I'm considering, I just came up, I had an idea the other day, and I was like, okay, so I want to help people come to Japan without getting on a plane, which means you experience the culture as if you were here, but you're in your home. And while my novels do bring you that experience, I also want to bring you pieces of the local culture that you necessarily can't get in a novel. So what I was thinking is I'm going to have some local entrepreneurs and creators. I'm going to talk to them, have a conversation with them, basically like an interview, but more long form and more uh, down to earth and raw, and then transcribe that, put that into a letter addressed to you. And they are going to include, based on monthly themes, they're going to include a thing, like a physical thing, that represents that uh, category or theme. Um, and it could also be connected to part, that monthly novel that I write. And I'm going to mail you that. So it's going to be three things. One is my novel. Two is a letter or story, little booklet from this 
entrepreneur or creator. And three is a physical thing, like maybe even a craft that can actually give you a sense of being in Japan through tactile experience, through smell, through sound even. And uh, I'm going to mail that to you. So the book will be separate. I'll mail that separately because I'm using a different fulfillment uh, center. And, um, but the letters and the things I will be mailing personally. I won't be using another company. So that is my idea. I'm thinking of calling it Raw Japan Stories. Um, I spoke to some people. They were suggesting I call it Japan, which is like, you know, a fan of Japan. I don't know how I feel about that, though. But, uh, you know, I want to create some sense of intimacy. So, I don't know, Japan, intimate Japan. That's kind of lame. Intimate. I like raw. <laughs> raw Japan. Hit it raw. No, don't do that. Don't do that. It's dangerous. Uh, raw Japan. So, <laughs> um, that's what I'm thinking. Raw Japan stories. I'm not sure. We'll see. In any case, that's what I had for you today. And, oh yeah, so part of that thing, Raw Japan Stories, I think I'll call it Raw Japan Stories or something. The, we will also include live call, live videos or live Q&A with the, the, off, the entrepreneurs and the creators so that you can um, actually, once you get your letter and your thing, you can actually talk to them directly and go deeper and ask more about their experience, their story, whatever. And uh, gives you a deeper view, you know? And also, there will be a community where you can meet other readers online. And it will be structured where you can actually engage in a real authentic way rather than um, just in like some comment list box style. It will be more interactive where you can uh, address each other and stuff like that. So... Uh, yeah, maybe even an app down the line. We'll see. Anyway, that's that's an idea. And so I'm thinking going with that. If you're interested, you can go to brandonshin.net backslash forward slash raw. And uh, I have the web page up there. I have to redo the video though because I got to add some more parts to it. But the web page for the most part has what I am thinking of including. So you can go out and check it now. And it's, yeah, you'll see all the price and all that stuff there. So hope to see you on the other side. Raw Japan stories. Raw, raw Japan. Raw, I don't know. We'll see. Anyway, take care of yourself. Share this podcast with one person. I challenge you. To share this podcast with one person today, right after you finish this. Don't wait. I'm telling you, procrastination is a killer, especially in January. All these people have resolutions. Let's change the game. Go and tell. Actually, one of my podcasts a few episodes ago, it's called Reconnecting. It did pretty well. It has more listens than most of the others. It has almost as much listens as my first episode. And that was very interesting to me. I'm not sure why. But uh, I challenge you to make this episode 
the next most listened episode. Which means once you finish this podcast, click the share button, copy the link in the web page, do what you must. Go to one of your friends Instagram, Facebook, email, line, WhatsApp, Signal, Telegram, what have you. Go there. Pop the link in. Say, hey, I'm listening to this dude talk about his experience in Japan on a daily basis. He wants to share Japanese cultural principles to make our lives better or give us some way to experience Japan in another way. He has a Japan box coming. I don't know. Or raw Japan stories. Go listen to it. Here's a link. I challenge you to do that to one person. Alright? And, you know, I'll show you my love. Here's my love. Bah! Did you hear it? Did you get it? Did you feel it? Okay, cool. Cool. Today is the 17th and it's 6.42 p.m. Take care of yourself.